Welcome, everybody, to The Doctors. I am Dr. Love Weapon. With me, I've got Dr. Keith Sweet, the sweetest name in medicine. Psychological medicine, that is. Mind, mind. And Dr. How, how are you, Doctor? Doctor, I'm doing fantastic. I'm out uh, at the golf course. I did not go in today. I'm sitting here with a dirty blonde and a dirty martini by my side. I'm four strokes under. Uh, but I'm smiling. Uh, anytime you uh, have a dirty martini and uh, you're under strokes, hey, what can be better? Doctor, today we've got one letter. Uh, would you mind reading it for us, please? Oh, sure, quickly. Uh, Tammy, please get me another drink and please walk slowly. Thank you. Now, this letter is from Scott, and Scott is writing us a very angry letter for oh. his love affair of the 80s. And Scott writes, Dear 80s, mm. how could you do this to me? Mm. You... You've given me such joy, such fashion. I still have fluorescent clothing hanging in my closet. Mm. I still listen to 80s hair bands. You've left me broke, divorced, and bald. And I just generally miss the 80s. I miss dancing, and I miss Boy George. And I'm just very sad since you've left me. I don't know how to conduct my life anymore now that the 80s are gone. And will you please come back for I'm wearing your favorite leggings? And I'm wearing Aquanet perfume. Oh, Dr. Love Weapon, uh, I, I feel for Do- uh, for Scott. Uh, obviously, he's deranged and misguided. And I think he did a little bit too many psychedelic drugs back in the 80s. He needs to come to terms with, okay, he probably resembles Richard Simmons. Now. How do you respond to something like that? Well, Scott, let me tell you this. The way you get away from that feeling that you have of anger and distress is by sitting down, relaxing, having a dirty martini, having a nice evening just alone with yourself. Oh, doctor. Some some candles. Yes, some candles. It always helps, doctor. Trust me, I'm very stressed. COVID does that to you. But I can tell you this, Scott, may I call you Scott? You want to be free, free of anger. Today and tonight, you can be all that you want to be, Scott Free. I want to take you back... Back to the 80s. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Back to the 80s. It's me. Let's go on a trip. Back to the 80s. Take me back. That's right. Welcome, everybody, back back to the 80s, the show that brings back nostalgic moments of the 80s and brings them to a whole new generation. What the heck happened to the music? It ended, like, abruptly there. Wow, that was like... <laughs> it cut my inspiration like, off. It, it felt like I was at a, uh, a gig and checking out a band, and all of a sudden I had to take a <laughs> urination really quick, so I ran out of the room. And all that's of a I that's ran exactly into, what it sounded, it sounded like. like. My goodness. Well, listen up. It's Friday. My favorite day of the week, and Christmas is only nine days away. And you know what? For many, 
I know, I know, for many, this Christmas is going to be a little bit lonelier. For others, maybe it's going to be a sad one. You know, but we're here to let you know that that we're with you in more ways than one. We, too, have been hit hard during uh, this time with our in our families, and we look forward to a year of healing. So we're here to help you think about better times and to laugh a little as we stare at the year ahead. So I want to thank you for listening every single Friday. So we've got a great show today because it's part two of Remembering 1983. We're going to be talking about some of the memorable events of that year. And with me, with me today, Friday, every Friday, with me today as he is every Friday, is a man that has bought more of Rod Steele's sexy hair products than the entire cast of Cats. The one and the only, the Chang. Thank you very much. I will ring the bell of victory. Yes, I am back, and I am at full force with my favorite Italian comrade, Toscano, the only man that I know that can wear booty socks and still look macho. Mm, Everything is going grande for me. Uh, Of course, the location I am residing in, which I will not give the location, we are getting heavy rain right now. I mean, well, that's what I hear. Oh, it's beautiful out there. I just uh, kicked a raccoon who was uh, trying to pickpocket <laughs> a deer. <laughs> Some of the, the the wild things that you come in, in into contact with here, Toscano, with the mountains. That's right. For those beautiful. of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, Chang, although we can't disclose the exact location, mm-hmm. but I can tell you they filmed one of many X-Files there many eons ago, and it's somewhere in the forest. So you live amongst the lions, the tigers, and bears somewhere, right? Oh, my, yes. And also, uh, the location, the city that I reside in now, was also one of the sites where Sasquatch Bigfoot, Mr. Yeti of Southern California, Central California, was spotted. Oh, really? And it is... Yes, and I am in the middle of California, so you'll have to go to your maps or your globes to figure out exactly where I'm at. But look it up. I'm in Central California, and Bigfoot was here at one time. I won't give the... Now, let me ask you this, because now that you brought up Bigfoot, and I know we're going to deter a little bit from the subject of the 80s, but in the 80s, there was a lot of... I mean, there was a lot of sightings in the 80s, right? Yes, that's right. Bigfoot was in the 80s. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever had an encounter or seen Bigfoot ever? Uh, yes, it was uh, back in the 80s when I saw Harry and the Hendersons with the star uh, John Lithgow played. Yes, the, I knew you, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> now, I'm talking about the real one. Well, I did. Uh, me and my wife did uh, take our pit bulls out for a walk one day, and we thought we saw something lurking in the bush. It was quite hairy, but it ended mm-hmm. up being a tweaker. Yeah. That lived in the mountains. Of course. And, we, you know, we just <laughs> we just threw some tweak and sprinkled it on the plants, and he disappeared, yeah. and, and we never saw him again. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, I want to give a couple of shout-outs here to everybody listening, and as it's customary now for Back to the 80s to give some shout-outs to the different countries that listen, even to mm-hmm. the different states here in the United States that listen to our program. I want to give a special shout-out to some of the countries and they're like i said we try to hit the right country every week or a different country every week but it's just we have a lot of them so i want to give a big shout out to people listening to us from uh, believe it or not from pakistan from yeah from punjab in pakistan Uh, we've got listeners in thailand malaysia 
We've got listeners from the Netherlands. Of course, we've got Italy and Germany. Listeners from every continent you can think of. Now, that is impressive. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to all our 80s ladies, all our earth dogs, metal heads, rivet heads. All you gentlemen that uh, used to have nice hair that no longer have it, how are you doing out there? Anybody out there that wears 1980s polyester jumpsuits, how are you doing? You know you look good. And anybody out there that thought that Joyce DeWitt was hotter than Suzanne Summers in Three's Company, how are you doing from the Chang? I want to give a big shout-out to anybody that's an 80s fan that's wearing an orange beanie. You know who you are. Oh, my. You like it. Uh, I was stopped on the street and said, hey, what do you ride? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Well, that's a Harley uh, beanie. And I thought, yeah. I said, I ride a Diamondback mountain bike. That's what I ride. Yes. I want to let you guys know that next week we've got two special guests. What they're doing is they're passing out a petition to be signed, and it's the Steve Perry Facebook fan group by the Steve Perry Legacy. And they're asking for help in creating the Steve Perry Classic Journey channel on SiriusXM Radio. So our two guests are going to be here next week. So stay tuned for that and a lot more. This is Back to the 80s. Stick around because part two of 1983 is coming right up. So oh, don't man. go away. You're listening to Back to the 80s. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang. This is a trick. Listen to the decade of decadence right here. Back, back to the 80s. That's right. Back to the 80s. A big shout out to Marshall, man. Marshall, wherever you are, a big shout out to you. You know who you uh, are. Yeah, Marshall, you've had our back uh, from day one since you met us. Uh, but uh, thank you for having our back and always believing in us and the product that we put out. <laughs> uh, we are very grateful for your friendship, your mentorship, and, and everything you've done for us here at Back to the 80s and uh, previous with Toscano and Jay. We will not let you down. We promise that. Yeah, a big, a big, big shout out to, and a thanks to Marshall for doing a lot of our little sounders there so thank you so much for lending us your voice and talent i also want to give a big shout out believe it or not this week we have a very special listener for toscano and chang for us personally she is a very special lady that we like to call aunt nancy i spoke to aunt nancy this this week chang i know that you had no idea but she sends her love she says Ah. she's very proud of us and she says that we're finally listening to her suggestions of show prepping you know what, man? I miss Aunt Nancy. Uh, we had so many good times back uh, in the studio when we were creating uh, Sheepdog Radio with Toscano and Chang. Uh, we worked very hard for, for what we did for the little uh, time that we were doing it. I greatly miss uh, that type of a show, but I believe we're bringing yep. it here back to the 80s. And soon uh, soon we will be adding music uh, on another network under the same title. Aunt Nancy, 
was one of the the sweetest ladies that we had. I mean, she was like your mom or your aunt. She told us what was a yay, what was a nay. Uh, let's give a big special shout out to Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Nancy. And we miss all those pastries and goodies that you would fatten oh. up myself and Toscano with as we sat yeah. there and gave you shocking microphone <laughs> eargasms. <laughs> That's correct. So welcome. If you've just joined us, this is Back to the 80s. I am Toscano. If you want to drop us a note, maybe share uh, an 80s experience or maybe even want to share an idea for a future show, go ahead and send us a direct message via Facebook at Back to the 80s Radio. Same with Twitter at Back to the 80s Radio. And our website, if you want to listen in as well, if you ever get a chance, it's Back to the 80s Radio.com. And you can take us wherever you go via TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else. And... Chang, believe it or not, yes. soon to be on Sirius XM Radio. Yes. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Yeah, so today uh, we are counting down our walk through 1983. A great year. and a, a great year. I know you graduated in 1983, but in other aspects, it was a turbulent time because it was the, you know, there was, there was a rise of tension surrounding nuclear weaponry. Right. The Cold War was on everybody's mind. Right. I mean, there were movies regarding, you know, World War Three, scaring the pants off of people right. and little kids, too. Right. Nuclear cruise missiles owned by America and Russia began arriving in Europe, and the IRA was uh, doing its thing. There's that side. But the year wasn't all bad, of course. There were technological advances that were occurring almost every day. I remember last week you mentioned the CD player. Sorry, the CD was, you know, brought out in 1983. Also, some frequent missions launched by NASA and the Soviet space program. It took right. a massive leap forward in 1983. So I want us to talk about some of those things that occurred. Thanks for joining right, us. We're going to have a great, great time together. So January 1st, 1983, a big giant leap towards the Internet happened in that year. Because the government had a program called ARPANET, which meant Advanced Research Projects Agency Network. That's a mouthful. And it moved to TCPIP, which is Transmission Control Protocol and Internet Protocol. Now, we had no idea what all that meant, and I still have no idea what it means. I can tell you, though, that the TCPIP is what we run uh, the Internet today. And all that Internet talk was only for the government back then. Right. Man, I remember being in um, elementary school, and our teacher said, someday you guys are going to be able to talk to each other, uh, you know, from one place to another over yeah. the phone through a TV screen. Right. And back exactly how we are doing our broadcast. Correct. And many and, other broadcasts nowadays. Right. And back then, I remember uh, there was a... It didn't last long, but remember the company GTE was big. They had stores in every oh. mall. GTE. Oh yeah. Well, they yeah, had a product called the video phone. So, and it was like I don't know, a thousand, two thousand dollars, and you could you could basically it was a little screen on a phone, and you can call somebody and see their face. Here's the the thing was though they had to buy one of those sets as well, or else it was right. irrelevant. Yes. So you definitely had to, you had to buy them in twos. And that was a lot of money. And it never took off, of course. Yeah. But who would have right. thought that today, almost 40 years, today we can not only talk to each other over video, but uh, we can talk to entire groups of people over video. Yes. We can have radio shows. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's incredible. Uh, you know the incredible thing I was just thinking right now when, when uh, you were talking about this. Uh, we of the 80s come from the generation where we would use pagers and beepers, which we have transcended into the use of cell phones. Remember the first cell phone that you could find in cars? I yeah. mean, the thing was as big as a shoe, yeah. uh, a shoebox rather. Uh, now we're in such uh, devices uh, to where we can be on tablet and communicate by phone and, and, and we can communicate. We can watch our favorite show, a movie. We can be entertained by the same device. Uh, Definitely the space program and uh, uh, the uh, government programs that they started that you just uh, mentioned have launched us and catapulted uh, us into the bright future that we are now. And uh, it's just uh, it's breath kind of breathtaking when you think about uh, of uh, us of our generation and the major steps that we've made in commun communication and uh, reaching out to reach other people in other areas. You know, it's, it's uh, jaw dropping to think where we were and where we are. You know, I guess that's one of the things that, you know, if if I had the chance to go back to the yeah. 80s, I mean, I could do it. Definitely. As a matter of fact, I'd want to. But yeah, I'd kind of miss technology because of how easy it makes things for us. But it also makes things more difficult in other areas. January 3rd, 1983 in Hawaii, Kilauea, one of Hawaii's active volcanoes erupted. Here's the kicker. It's still yes. erupting since that day. It erupts every, it's 24 hours a day making eruption. Yeah. It's uh, similar to, to the divorce rate here in America. It's always erupting. <laughs> <laughs> it was the longest observed eruptions in the record books. Uh, January 29th of the same year, though originally released as a B-side in, in 1981, Men at Work... Their single, Down Under, tops the U.K. charts. This happened in 1983. Oh. Yeah, yes. You know what else happened in 1983? I don't know if you recall a band out of Los Angeles, A Quiet Riot. Absolutely. Had their number one song in 1983 on the rock metal charts, Come On, Feel the Noise. Right. Now, that band was made up originally of Randy Rhodes of later fame with Ozzy Osbourne, the uh, fatal accident that uh, he lost his life in, legendary guitar player, Rudy Sarzo. We also had Bonilla, the drummer that uh, we lost to cancer. And then, uh, of course, we had the late singer that we lost, Kevin Dubrow, due to drugs uh, back in uh, early 2000s, I believe. It seems like there are some bands that are destined to live with a curse. You know, uh, they ha they explode in fame and they have all these accolades. And then yeah. all of a sudden, something starts going on. And it's, it reminds me of an Audi back in the 80s. One thing went wrong and then it was all downhill from there. Yeah, it, it seems like that band, I remember, I recall seeing that band at the Us Festival in 1983. And uh, I remember seeing it and I was like, wow, these guys uh, sounded so good in the clubs. And they sounded so awesome on, on cassette and and on albums but uh, that day i don't know if maybe they were too hot too high but uh, the guitar player the only high, high spot i'd say in that show was the guitar player doing his solos carlos calvazo he joined the band later after randy rhodes uh, departed but uh, a band that really couldn't captivate the mainstream audiences in, in the magnitude that other bands did but uh, Definitely a, a good rock band, solid rock band out of L.A., but they just couldn't connect to be the kings of L.A., such as yep. uh, Van Halen did. 
Yeah. Well, in uh, January 29th, uh, Men at Work did. Now, did you ever listen to Men at Work? Did you ever buy any of their albums or you just heard them on the radio? Who could it be now? Please. That's right. Men at yeah. Work was, yeah. a, was a great pop rock band, uh, you yep. know, from the traveling eye of the lead singer to, uh, I mean, their very first album. I would say their first LP. I think they had maybe four hit songs that went on the charts. Right. I mean, they almost all their songs that were on that, at least a side were listened to on the radio. Yeah. And that a side, the entire, the, the entire a side was made video. How could you not uh, know minute work and the work that they did? I thought that they were a pretty good band. There was a lot of good bands that I thought were cracking back then that you wouldn't have any idea that I like. I know. I'm being surprised. I'm learning as we go. February the 4th of 1983, singer and drummer of The Carpenters, Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter died from an eating disorder called anorexia. Yes. She was only 32. Can you believe that? Only 32. Man, she was young. Yeah. They were from Downey, California. uh, Now, see, that I didn't know because I grew up part of my life in Downey. And then we moved. Yes, we moved to Santa Fe Springs, but I, I had no idea about that. And and uh, long story short, this is something you'll, you'll find intriguing. Uh, when uh, me and the missus moved to Downey, uh, we rented a small uh, residence off of an individual whose name was Paul Cook. Now, Paul Cook was a fireman that was called to the residence of the Carpenters the day that she passed away. Oh. He had tried to recess her. But he couldn't. He was aware of her medical condition. Right. But uh, I found that very uh, uh, intriguing when I found out that information. You know, he was a very nice man. I'm sure he's passed yeah. on now. But uh, he shared that story with us, and I thought that uh, I might as well bring it out for our listeners because you just brought up that story. She had an, an extraordinary voice, a range that could uh, sing ballad and power if she wanted it's very sad that uh, we lost that young talent in the manner that Yeah, that she because did. you know what? She, I'm sure she would have had a great, great career throughout the 80s. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, every all time. All she had to do was eat a sandwich. All she had to do oh. was eat, uh, was go to Subway. <laughs> anyway, February, uh, yeah. February the 8th. <laughs> February the 8th. Uh, the thoroughbred Shergar was kidnapped in an armed robbery, a ransom of. Two million pounds was demanded for the horse, but communication with the thieves broke down and the ransom was never paid for Shergar. And Shergar, the thoroughbred horse, was never returned. Wow. Now, horse racing, (laughs) we've seen that take a turn. Uh, Look at how many horses we've uh, had lose their lives in Southern California at uh, Santa Anita. Santa Anita, yeah, that's right. A, A bunch of stuff going on there. You know what? I think that's where the thoroughbred mob capital yeah. is at Santa Anita. You know, something like, you know, you don't pay your debt. Uh, you know what happens when you don't pay your debt? Uncle Vinny or uh, Louis the Wrench is going to come and pay you a visit. You know what? Uh, poor Sugar came there is going to have to pay the price for your little debt. How you feel about that? Yeah, you're gonna, you know what? You're going to argue with my buddy right here, huh? You want to see your horse on, uh, on a carousel, huh? You want to see him on a carousel painted pink? Shut up and pay. Hey, never forget about what happened with The Godfather. Remember that scene? Remember that scene with the the Hollywood director? If you don't want that same thing happening to you, you don't want to wake up with a moist bed, and it's not going to be the nice kind of moist. Hey, pay up. You're going to get the head and look like the horse's ass. You're listening to us, (laughs) huh? You got to pay up, huh? Or your little pony isn't going to be going... 
<laughs> Very much longer, you moron. This Next is back part. to the 80s. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, more of the madness of 1983. Hello, this is the doctor speaking. I detect a large amount of social media usage in your life. And hence, I am recommending you go back to the 80s. Remember when we thought the, the, the 80s, 80s were lame? That's because we hadn't lived through this decade yet. You're listening to Back to the 80s. That's right. This is the one and only Back to the 80s. Toscano and Chang with you. We're talking about 1983 and some of the most memorable moments uh, everywhere in the world. We just talked about the poor little horsey Shergar that was kidnapped and unfortunately was never returned because nobody ever paid ransom for it. Hey, now, now here's something that uh, I want to throw out there to our great listeners and to you. You are you aware that in 1983, the legendary Motown celebrated its 25th anniversary. And it was forever concreted that Michael Jackson performed Billie Jean on the television for all of America and uh, whoever else was with Had yes. no idea. I had no idea. No idea about that. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty a cool fact. has got to be a fan of Motown. If you're not a fan of Motown, you're not aware of it, I think that you have no soul. No, no. And now that you said Michael Jackson, did you know that when he had the accident with Pepsi in 1983 and he got burned, he refused to sue Pepsi. Rather, what he yeah, asked is if they can uh, develop a foundation for those people, for those you know, kids who were seriously burned, and that's what happened. You know what? Uh, people can think what they want about Michael Jackson and, and, and uh, a lot of hearsay. I mean, I was not there. You were not there. Most of us were not there to pass judgment. But the guy did. Create, I was there. Uh, were you there? Tell us. Uh, tell me what happened here. Let me let me cover up my mic. I was in elementary school and I heard <laughs> the news. Oh, Michael Jackson burned his hair. Did you hear? Really? Huh. Cool. Can you still sing? All right. That's good. Ah, oh, Michael Jackson touched my butt. Who cares if he burned his hair? <laughs> Did you hear what happened with a kid from Home Alone? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got Michael Jackson's underwear. My dad said I'm special. Shut up, Scott. Jerk. February February 28th, uh, 1983, the most watched finale of a TV show ever shown. 105.9 million viewers tuned in to see the last ever episode of my most disliked show that started at 9 p.m. every single day, MASH. Oh, how could you hate? You are such oh, a I hater. Hate I hated it. It was just so boring to me. I was a little kid. I, I didn't care about anything that had any kind of closeness or relation with war and things like that. But it goes on to remain the biggest television event ever in terms of numbers watching until until the 2010 Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. That has changed so much back uh, from the 70s and the 80s. Uh, remember the, uh, what was it, the, the Super Bowl shuffle? Remember that came out in the 80s. We are the best, Well, 
they call me sweetness and I like to dance running the ball is like Mickey Moore Mance we had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. oh yeah that was uh, from the 85 Bears yeah. with uh, William the Refrigerator Perry, Perry that's right which I'll always think he shouldn't have never gotten that ball to score that touchdown that should have been all uh, Walter Sweetness Peyton Mike Ditka made a very bad call and gave it to that fat bastard. He scored it. And then hey, he went and made multiple. Are you bringing the hater in today? You, stop being a hater. Oh, hold up, hold up. Uh, uh, I hate that fat bastard. I hate the 85 Bears. I'm a Los Angeles Ram fan. That fat bastard should have never had no reason to carry anything brown but a, a bag of Hershey's Kisses. I hate him. I hate my Ditka. Well, t- check this out. Something else happened in, ni- in 1983, around that same time in L.A. And I don't know if you're going to remember this. I I don't remember this at all, okay? But according to uh, some of the news stories, Los Angeles was hit by a tornado with wind speeds somewhere between 113 and 157 miles an hour. Buildings and property were destroyed, but, of course, nobody died. 30 people were recorded as being injured, making it the most destructive and dangerous tornado in California's history. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that is crazy. And, and, yeah, that had put a lot of fear in a lot of us, uh, you know, that do remember it or even had to be anywhere near when it did occur. It was pretty scary. Almost as scary as, uh, did you know, in 1983, President Ronald Reagan, well... Uh, well uh, I, I uh, had a talk with my boys, and, and he came up with the, the Strategic Defense Initiative, the yes. Now Star Wars. Uh, that, uh, yes, and uh, he did that back in March of 1983. He brought it out to our attention on a televised mm. special report carried by most of the major news. Uh, As a matter of fact, why don't we take a listen to it right now? Sure. My fellow Americans, tonight we're launching an effort which holds the promise of changing the course of human history. There will be risks and results take time, but I believe we can do it. As we cross this threshold, I ask for your prayers and your support. Thank you. Good night. And God bless you. Well, I hope I uh, said it in layman's terms so all of you will understand that uh, I'm watching everybody, and I'm making sure that uh, we kick butt wherever we're at. Uh, I think this plan uh, proves that uh, I am a very smart boy, and uh, my uh, my wife Nancy likes me. <laughs> oh my gosh, March twenty first. Now, this following news article, it doesn't affect us at all. Okay, this is one of those things. Like, really, this is news. No. Okay, but coming to think about it, check this out. Time Magazine published their first typo ever on their front cover of an issue. The first typo when they spelled the word control without the R. On the front cover, it said control and control. So all issues were obviously recalled by the publisher, and that was that. You know, like I said, that news (laughs) doesn't affect any of us. But that's a pretty big issue, you know, uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, when you make that kind of a mistake and it goes on the front cover, you know. Anyway, April 8th, David Copperfield hilarious. astounds a studio audience uh, as he makes the Statue of Liberty disappear. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, I do, dude. What do you? What did you think of Copperfield? Uh, I thought he had great hair. He kind of reminded me of Danny Terrio, that guy that was on that dance show. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I, I bet you Mario Toscano had hair like both of those guys back in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You know how it's all feathered? The feathered hair. Yes. It was split like Ralph Macchio, and then feathered oh, in yeah. the back. Oh, it was a wonderful yeah. thing. Oh, I can still feather it if I let it grow. Now, you know, uh, now, did you ever find yourself? Uh, did you ever find yourself wanting to dress like Poncherello from Chips? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I had a friend of mine, my best friend from school, Mark Hernandez. His dad knew some magic, and he knew a lot of famous people. I don't know what relation he had with uh, people in casinos and things like that. But uh, he actually told us how that trick was done. And I've never tried to find out if it was real or not. So if our listeners out there know if this trick was done a different way, go ahead and leave it in our in our Facebook uh, direct message. But uh, my, my, my friend's dad said that the way they did it is they set everybody up sitting down on like a platform that was mechanical. It moved. So they have the Statue of Liberty covered up, right, with this big uh, sheet or whatever it was. Uh, that was going to be the last trick of the evening. And as he's talking, he's doing other tricks. He's doing the sleight of hand. That stage where everybody's on is moving. And all it did was move them to a direction where there was another sheet hanging. I don't know how they did that, you know. So when they dropped that sheet, people were facing the other way. And as they were going to bring it back, you know, they did a little bit more talking. They did a couple more tricks. And then they put the sheet down and there's a Statue of Liberty. Wow. So that's... That's the story that I got. I, you know, you can let us know if it's not true or not. Right. I wasn't there, so I don't know. Now, there's something you don't know. Uh, yes, the Chang was once a, a great magician back in uh, my time. And Were you yes, really? Yes, and I was famous for making things uh, disappear Here also. Uh, Here we go. Uh, now, uh, I used to call myself <laughs> Chang the Magnificent. And I, <laughs> okay. And I had a way with a swipe. I, somehow of, I know where this is going. I had the ways of a swipe of my hand, a nod of my yeah. head, and I made panties drop. Voila! Yes. yes, yes, I knew it was going there. There it yep. is. And there it is. And the joke was <laughs> over in five seconds, so we were both laughing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, March 21st, yes. 1983, David Bowie's single, Let's Dance, Hits top spot in the United States Billboard chart. Let's Dance is Bowie's only single to reach number one in both the UK and the United States. Did you know that? As a matter of fact, yes, I did know that. And uh, David Bowie, I mean, that guy was uh, incredibly talented in so many ways. He brought uh, fashion to the forefront in music. So many different uh, epic styles that he had. Uh, his sexuality was always under question. Uh, Ziggy Stardust, probably one of the most infamous famous uh creations that a rock and roll theatrical performer could ever come up with and i did know that fun fact uh also uh did you know that david bowie uh had steve ray vaughn play on the uh album glass spiders for the I one song no idea. Uh, uh, the song let's dance which was uh david bowie's number one off that album the guitar work was done by the late great Stevie by Ray Stevie Vaughan. Ray Vaughan. Yeah. I had no idea. Yes. Do you remember back in 2016 when you and I were, were doing a different show? Mm -hmm. And it was the year that all these uh, entertainers started just dropping like flies. Yes. And every time we'd get on, on the 
you know, on the mic, we'd have to give the bad news to people. Yeah. And I remember the day that you and I gave the story when David Bowie passed away. And we're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. who else is next? And, you know. I, uh, that was, uh, it was a, a true moving show for me, I believe. I got pretty choked up. Uh, David Bowie, we're never going to see the likes uh, of an individual like him. And the sad thing about uh, as we all grow older and go into our own uh, mortality phases, that we lose such great artists that brought so much uh, to our lives and inspired us. And uh, when we hear their music, our mind uh, goes on rewind and, and we play that movie in our head of uh, our times and our, our experiences as we hear some of their songs. Incredible, incredible something exactly. that we have in the human spirit. You know what? Let's go ahead and take a quick recess. When we come back, 1983, quotes, and a lot more. Don't go away, because we've got Changers oh, yeah. coming up. Ever wish you could go back to the 80s with the crazy clothes and those wacky hairdos? Well, let Toscano and Chang transport you back in time, back to the 80s. Never stop. Never stop. Not even when it hurts. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Non stop. Unforgettable memories from the 80s. Back, back to the 80s. Welcome back to the 80s. Toscano from Toscano and Chang here. We're talking about 1983. And we've got, actually, we've got something very special right now because we. Oh, that's weird. Hang on. Hang on. I think we got a phone call. Hang on. This is Back to the 80s, Discount on Chang with you. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Oh, ho, 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 ho. Hello, Toscano and Chang, my boys. Have you been naughty? Is this... Or have you been nice? <laughs> is this Santa? Yes, this is everybody's favorite wise man, Santa Claus. I am calling you from an undisclosed... Hold on. Tiffany? I need more dollars for the dance. <laughs> Undisclosed area. Santa, where where Santa, are you at? Uh, where are you Santa at that you need dollars for a ho, dance? Ho, hoing it up a storm. <laughs> Look at those bags. I'd like to fill them with plenty of toys. Sandy, talking about toys. Oh, forty in the back room. Oh, Toscano. I'm so sorry, but ever since <laughs> Mrs. Claus divorced me and she took custody of the elves and all of my reindeer, Santa sits alone with lots of money and throwing it on cheap whores. Well, Santa, I, I think you you probably be better off going to rehab. You don't sound like you're uh, up to perfor full performance for this Christmas. Oh, no, no, no. I won't go to rehab. <laughs> That's for silly elves that can't make toys. <laughs> oh, Toscano, I was watching you and your boys on the Santa cab the other day. And I've noticed the young one is growing his hair long, and he's going to look like the bad influence that your partner Chang is. A very bad boy. Chang only got cold and dog doo-doo. <laughs> hey, screw you, Sandy, you jackass. Oh, such an angry man. <laughs> All right, Santa. Well, uh, do you have anything that you want to tell our uh, good listeners and the bad listeners as well? Oh. Yes, I want you all to be good human beings and 
caring and compassionate to each other. And remember, mask up, keep six feet distance, wash your hands, because this is global, you morons. <laughs> Sandy, ride Santa like a sleigh! <laughs> Santa Claus, ladies and gentlemen, that was the ever infamous Santa Claus. That's right. This is the part of the show where we talk about what made us angry back in the 80s. And in honor of the most wondrous Chang, we now call them Changries. So, Chang, what made you Changry uh, back in the 80s? Well, first of all, you know what made me Changry back in the 80s? Steven Seagal's acting. Ooh. You know what else that made me Changry back in the 80s? Anything Ronald Reagan ever said or did. <laughs> Don't be a hater. You know what else got me Changry back in 1980s? What's that? The Chicago Bears and William the Fridge, the refrigerator. You know what got me Changry back in the 80s? The What's Super that? Bowl shuffle. Oh, you know what got me angry back in the 80s? Taking the Pepsi Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you know what got me Changry back in the 80s? What's when that, Coke brother? came out with the new Coke, what was that called? Oh, that was, uh, I'll just call it Coca-Cola crap. I forget the name. It was the Coke, it, but yeah, it was Coke New Coke or something like that. It was, it was new crap. <laughs> uh, you, know, <laughs> you know what got me angry back in the 80s? Yeah. When I couldn't go to Bob's Big Boy and find out what their secret special sauce was made of. You know what got me angry back in the 80s? Getting crabs from Lolita when I met her at the Troubadour. <laughs> that has been this week's Changries. If you have something that uh, drove you crazy and uh, made you Changry back in the 80s and you want to share it with us, go ahead and do so by dropping us a little line over at our Facebook page. That's right. And remember, hit us on our Patreon page. Every little bit helps because one day that nest egg will turn into a beautiful Easter surprise. That's right. Don't forget to drop us a little line there as well. We like to encourage you guys to drop us a note through our Facebook page because it eliminates, you know, having you to go to your email and go to our website. You know, that's all fine if you want to do it. But drop us a line either at our Twitter at Back to the 80s Radio or at our Facebook page. That would definitely help us out a lot. We're still talking about 1983 and some of the memorable moments Check this out. I've got a I got an event that happened on June 2nd. A fire broke out, and this was on Air Canada Flight 797. Unfortunately, the fire killed 23 people, right? As a result of the tragedy, uh, let me tell you how the fire broke out, though. Uh, the fire broke out inside the toilet. Yeah. And uh, so as a result of the tragedy, the Aviation Authority ruled that all passenger jets should be fitted with smoke detectors track lighting on the floor of the cabins, fire extinguishers, and that all flight crew be trained in fire safety. They also ordered that the materials uh, to make the seats within the bathrooms of the aircraft should be made of retardant material. So somehow, something happened in the toilet or on the toilet seat. The toilet seat lit up, and that was history. But it was a sad end. Can you imagine being there on the toilet seat and then all of a sudden your, your buns are lit on fire? I don't know about that one. That would, uh, that would take, uh, that would put a new meaning going to the toilet and laying a real steamer, don't you think so? 
Oh, my gosh. June 6th, 1983, in Queensland, Australia. A message in a bottle. Do you remember this news? I remember this news story. A message in a bottle was found on the beach. It was written 73 years earlier by a passenger aboard the SS Arawata in 1910 as it traveled between Carnes and Brisbane. Yeah, so somebody on the beach found a, a message in a bottle. And I don't know if that's where Sting got the idea for the message in a bottle song. But guess what? It really did happen from somebody who wrote 73 years earlier. Now, that's uh, that would be an awesome find. That would be. And something for everybody out there, we were talking about technology. In 1983, Microsoft Word was first released back in 1983. Look where we revolved to with Microsoft. Yep. Also... Really quick, the very first person to receive an artificial heart, Mr. Barney Clark of the United States, dies after 112 days from receiving that heart. Oh, well, that's Back messed up. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say, and uh, he lived happily ever after. No, he, he dies after getting the first, <laughs> first artificial heart. That's the way the heart breaks. <laughs> <laughs> June sixth, the latest James Bond film, Octopussy, what? premieres in uh, premieres in London. <laughs> Royals uh, Princess Diana and Prince Charles of Wales attended the showing oh, at Charles. the Odeon in Leicester Square. Oh, Charles, do you call that my boy? <laughs> rubbish, mother, it's rubbish. And here's the funny thing: uh, a couple months later, in August sixth, the first ever NFL game was played in Europe, that, and it took place at Wembley Stadium. It was uh, between the Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants. As a matter of fact, the Miami Dolphins defeated the New York Giants 13-10. to And you know what? It's incredible because in the U.K., they love American football. Yeah, they do. Uh, that, that was a great year for the Miami Dolphins. They had uh, been under the leadership of Dan Marino, a great right. quarterback that never got a Super Bowl victory for himself. Very sad, but uh, he still holds many of the uh, NFL quarterback records uh, to date. A great quarterback, number 13, of course. My favorite number. And uh, you know what else happened in 1983? The very first soft bifocal contact lens was invented. Oh. Hmm? You see where I went with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the first soft bifocal lens. Had no idea. Had no idea. And also, in 1983, on this date, the very first Cabbage Patch Kid was sold in toy stores. Do you remember how people used to get into fights for these Cabbage Patch Kid dolls? Oh, I knocked a couple of people out for some Cabbage Patch dolls. Did you really? Yeah, I had three girls, and every time it was Christmas, you'd go to Toys R Us, and you had to fire up the old uh, kickboxing moves on some of these parents that would uh, go a little awry in the toy stores. It was... If you were a parent back in the 80s, uh, I'm sure you're going to know what I'm talking about. It was almost like Black Friday. The violence and the tempers and the nastiness that comes out in Black Friday was happening at Toys R Us back in the 80s. Right. It was like a scene from the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. uh, Yes. That Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way, where they're fighting for all these different things. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. uh, His counterpart was Sinbad in that movie. Right. 
Right, and, I uh, remember. For I, I don't know if you're aware, but Sinbad uh, recently suffered a very devastating stroke. I did. I and, no, really. Uh, so our prayers and our hopes uh, for him and his family that he regains a, a, a sign of normality back to what he was is what we're hoping. But yeah, oddly that you bring that movie up, I thought that was probably uh, I thought it would bring that up to anybody that didn't know and and it, that enjoyed, you know, Sinbad. He was a funny man. September eighteenth, for the first time. The American rock band Kiss appears on MTV without their makeup. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Now, do, let me ask you this. Do you remember that? And do you think it was a good idea that they took their makeup off? Because I don't think they were ever the same after they did that. Well, I'll go on a note. I grew up liking Kiss back in the 70s, but uh, uh, I'll always uh, believe with uh, all the music I've been exposed to, Kiss was probably not as great as a lot of people want to uh Put them up in music, instrumental-wise, talent-wise. They were very good theatrical. Uh, I thought when they took off their makeup, it was at the turn of uh, metal when heavy, real heavy metal hard rock became glam. You know what I mean? And everybody started uh, wearing Aquanet and wearing tight spandex and guys looking like chicks. And and to me, Kiss, when they took off their makeup, boy, did they look like a bunch of hot 80s chicks that you would find hanging out on Hollywood Sunset Boulevard. You know, just looking for a good time. So, uh, I yeah, I, I don't know if it was a good idea. I just remember that uh, that okay, they took their makeup off, but then they still went to some concerts, and some concerts they went without makeup, some concerts with makeup. And I'm going, what what's the the point of that? Know, the only thing you really brought out was how ugly they really were and uh, non menacing they were without makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I offend anybody uh, out there that's a Kiss fan. Don't be a uh, hater. I like Kiss. I hate Kiss. I hate Gene Simmons. I hate Paul Stanley. Greed, ugly fools. Hate you. December 16th, 1983, The Who announces the group is disbanding for the first time as Pete Townsend, the group's guitarist, wishes to leave the band. I remember that. But you know what's funny? The Who have retired so many times that I think they've had three or four concerts where farewell tour, we're coming back <laughs> to her. It's all about the big bucks with those guys, brother. They were they were kind of like those furniture stores that always say going out of yeah. business, and they come out with a different name the next time, but it's the same exactly. company, same uh, owner. I find it repulsive and ridiculous that uh, uh, in past years they continued to tour as the Who when uh, founding members uh, uh, both had died, which was... Uh, the Ox, John Entwistle, the legendary bass player, uh, and uh, Keith Moon, you know, one of the greatest drummers in, in rock and roll. I always found after those two individuals passed, for them to come back as the Who was ridiculous. I referred to them as the what <laughs> or the why the hell are you coming back? But that's what I think in my own mind. They were kind of like a um, an Abbott and Costello skit. That's what they should have been. Let me yes, tell you something. There yes, were some yeah. famous quotes that came out of the 80s. I mean, there's tons of quotes that came out of the 80s, but these are the top three that that come to my mind. And uh, see if you can tell me who said these quotes. Go ahead. Make my day. Yes, I remember Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, uh, he was a pretty badass back, uh, back in the day. Uh, he played the tough guy. Uh, I remember seeing him in every which way but loose with his uh, counterpart, that orangutan that would sock people, you know. Right, yeah, right. That was a funny movie. Uh, but Clint Eastwood in Sudden Impact gave one of the most famous lines in movie cinema. Go ahead. Make my day. 
And that line has been said all throughout, yeah. I mean, since 1983 till now, it continues to be said by yes. a- anybody and everybody who is in entertainment. They use it for spoofs. They use it for practically anything. People even say it yeah. uh, just as I a joke in everyday life. Go ahead, um, make my day. Double bag it. <laughs> um, Al Pacino also said a very famous line in his 1983 rendition of Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. Famous last words, unfortunately, for for uh, Tony Montana. Yeah, that was that movie was iconic. I mean, that was cutting edge. Uh, you you've never seen anything quite as in your face at that time as that movie. I mean, excellent, uh, a brilliant cast, excellent character play. Uh, Pacino was him. Uh, it was incredibly, incredibly epic to watch that movie, and then to kind of know that it was based on uh, somebody that uh, did live that life. There was a rumor going on that Scarface was going to be remade, and I'm not sure if they have or not. It hasn't been released. Obviously, they can't use you know the the same actor. And he's got hair like a woman. <laughs> But they were going to use the actor that came out in one of the Star Wars Star Wars uh, saga, one of the recent Star Wars. He's from Mexico, Mexican actor, and I can't remember the guy's name. So if you remember the guy's name, maybe let me know. But they were supposed to use that actor as uh, as Tony Montana, and I think he I think he'd do a really good job. Another one of the most famous phrases came out in a 1983 film with. The very famous actor that played Ferris Bueller. Shall we play a game? Oh, uh, Matthew Broderick. That's right. Oh, my God. His wife is good God. She's, she's got a Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, right. Yeah. I, I She's kind of one of those girls that's kind of uh, ugly in ways and sexy in other ways. Well, the, but, the, uh, the, the movie was... War games. War games. That's the name. That's right. I was going to say something else. Games. I would say playing games, but I didn't want to look like a jackass like I just did right now. Yeah. Great. Playing games. <laughs> <laughs> great movie. Great movie. Anyway, this has been back to the eighties. There is so much that we haven't touched. So much that we could talk about it from every single year. Uh, go yeah. ahead and send us your comments, things that maybe we need to talk about in upcoming shows. We'd love to share your personal experiences. You know, we've got nine more days till Christmas, so please do your best to stay safe. Call somebody up, tell them you love them, and make this Christmas about you being healthy and your loved ones being safe as well. On behalf of me, Toscano, I wish you nothing but the best. We'll see you next Friday, and stay tuned, because the last Friday of this month, back to the 80s, we'll be having music. Until then, we'll see you next Friday. And this is the Chang before I release you. Sleigh bells are ringing and get those pocketbooks jingling. Remember to take this thing very serious. Do what you have to do to stay healthy. Go ahead and go out there and do something good for yourself. Make somebody happy. Stay lifted and gifted. And remember to always be you. Don't ever forget where you came from. So until next Friday, I want to bid you all an adios, an arrivederci, an hasta mañana. And to all my homies in the barrio, orale. Oh,